NASA has found a way to use an astronaut's urine and sweat to make safe drinking water. So if you were at space camp, like you've been, <laughs> yes, and they said, "Here, you know, use this cup," and then they put it through a filter, what would you? Would you? Well, I think it's a little more advanced than that. You don't just put it through the Brita. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Early on this Friday morning, I can't imagine why this was happening. I'm westbound on 94, out of the city, just past the stadium yesterday, okay? Okay. And there's a squad car trying to get through, and it's tight traffic, so people are doing their best to try to make room in the left, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a Milwaukee County Sheriff's squad coming in hot, but you know, at some point there's nowhere to go. And that's by the stadium there, yeah. So it's always kind of tight anyway. Exactly, real tight in there. But people were doing a good job trying to get over, and eventually the squad was able to zip on past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moments later, I don't know where the deputy was going, but appeared to be in a hurry of some sort, right? Moments later, there's a sheriff's office squad. Coming eastbound on 94, ripping on through there. So the exact opposite direction. And now I'm not a dispatcher, but I just thought, listen, if you had one over there, maybe that's the one that could have gone to wherever the other one was going. Why don't you guys swap out? I'm betting they needed both and one was going the other direction. So he's trying to get to a ramp. He's trying to find a a turnaround point. I like that explanation, but it had to be. If you're at point A and the other's at point B, just stay at point A. Where's Johnson right now? He's already over there. Send him. (laughs) Maybe it was a dispatch trainee. (laughs) You think they gave gave themselves a little wave on the way by? How you doing? Hey, where are you off to? I was just there. (laughs) Really? Right? No, we don't need you there. We need you there. Flip a Yui. That I, I've always thought of that of like how stressful that would be to try to maneuver through a large pile oh. of cars like that, like, right? And not knowing how each one is going to drive, and you kind of gonna... see people reacting in different ways. Like, right? what should I do? Find the nearest spot. You know, like, can I, should I pull over on the left, or do I leave that shoulder for the squad, or what? Right. You know, yeah. Typically, yeah. you want to move to the right, mm-hmm. open up the furthest left that you can. Everybody was trying to help. <laughs> when did I win? Do you, uh, how was Summerfest yesterday? Good? Good Summerfest was great. You were kind of yeah. on the early end, obviously. I was there during the uh, mid to late afternoon. I saw Debbie there doing her thing for the afternoon show, and uh, I caught a couple of bands. It was awesome. It was it was nice. It was comfortable. It was a little humid, but all right. The, there was a haze in the air, but uh, it didn't really affect the breathing. Lots of people wearing masks, I did notice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. It was a good show. And crowd was like a, a healthy size? like you, That's a good word to use. I'd say a healthy crowd. And then I left around 8-ish, 8.30-ish, and it was, there was, it was still coming in. Right, a, lot of, right. a lot of Dave Matthews people there, so a lot of hippies rolling. All right. Day two of Weekend 2 kicks off at noon today. 514, Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Victor Carantini hit a two-run homer, and Devin Williams secured his 27th scoreless appearance as the Brewers go on to beat those New York Mets at City Field, this one by a final of 3-2. Swing a high fly ball, deep center field, Nimmo back, we are tied! 
Victor Caratini with home run number four, and he evens the tally at two apiece. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Caratini nodded the game in the sixth inning, and Brian Anderson went on to hit a sacrifice fly the next inning, and the Brewers now halfway through the season with the win. Sitting at 43 and 38 after winning three out of four in New York. I mean, you know, we're in this thing, and um, you know that's that's um, what you want to be. You want to be right in it, and you want to have give yourself a shot. And we've, there's no question we've done that. Adrian Hauser got the start on Thursday night, and he was on point, tossing six innings of work and allowing only two earned runs. The story of this one, though, for Hauser, not the innings thrown, not the runs allowed, but the fact that he almost missed the game. Thanks to a visit from the president and a traffic jam. It was it was quite an interesting trip. We started on the bus and made it about five blocks from the hotel in about 45 minutes. So six of us hopped off the bus. Luckily, the subway was you know, right there around the corner. Hopped on the subway and made it here in like 30 minutes. <laughs> Good thing everyone did arrive there as the Brewers now head to Pittsburgh. Hopefully they took a plane last night uh, to begin a game one of a three-game set tonight. Freddie Peralta slated to get the start. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 5.30. Day one of the U.S. Senior Open got underway at Century World in Stevens Point Thursday morning. Rod Pamplin currently sitting atop the leaderboard at three under par. Local favorite Jerry Kelly shot an even on Thursday. And Steve Strickter followed up his AmFam win earlier this season with a one over par to begin the Open. Round two will commence this morning with a first tee time of 7 a.m. And lastly, NBA free agency will begin tonight at 5 p.m. as Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are men, many others who are seeking new deals. General Manager for the Bucks, John Horse, knows the importance of keeping a guy like Middleton in Milwaukee. Chris is core to who we are and uh, really all the success that we've had. And our goal is always to sustain, sustain our success and continue to compete and be in a chance to win, a uh, position to win year in and year out. And we hope to have them back. The negotiating window opens up later today at 5 p.m. Teams will be free to negotiate with those free agents. Coming up. (laughs) The fireworks surrounding the fireworks on the National Mall in D.C. That story next. Indeed. One of my favorite Independence Day traditions every year. It's not so much going to the fireworks, Eric, but watching the Consumer Product Safety Commission's annual video warning us about the fireworks. I got everybody. Brandon, you missed this. I don't know where you were. We will look for you. Got everybody together in the newsroom as we watched together. The CPSC sets up these demonstrations every year about how dangerous fireworks can be. And to get attention, they do it on the National Mall in Washington. So in the background of all this going on, you have the Capitol Monument right? There. Yeah, right. And they're just right out there in the mall. They got this whole area taped off. Mm-hmm. And and not, not to diminish the seriousness of the message, 11 reported fireworks-related deaths last year in the U.S., an estimated 10,000-plus injuries, the vast majority happening around the 4th of July. Sure. So their message is not, not to be diluted. Fireworks, setting them off yourself can be very dangerous. Gotta be smart. Yep. As far as the CPSC is concerned, they'd rather you don't do it. But if you're going to, you had the story in the news, Eric, about how to be safer about it. Mm-hmm. Thing is, though, the way they set this up, I'm sorry, it's comical. They've got stuff. How do you mean? <laughs> on the mall, and they just blow it up. What are we blowing up here? We got a. Uh, that blowed up real good. Oh, you got a watermelon. 
Oh, so that was apparently the result of an M1000 firework. It did eliminate the watermelon. Like, it was gone. <laughs> so it's like a quarter stick of dynamite. So the message there, yeah, don't do that. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't eat something that powerful. Thank you, government. All right. Uh, then they line up the mannequins. Uh, this guy here, he's in like a little shack. They have like sort of a makeshift little shack Almost around like him. like a shanty. Yeah. And they're trying to simulate this is someone making their own fireworks. Here's this guy. He's just going about. Oh! <laughs> Was it on his lap? I don't know. That's it's a guy like in a little. Oh. Why is he in a shack? He looks like he's in a shack. Like, it's like an ice fishing shack. See, yeah, that's. Yeah. And you're Sandy Max in there. That was her take. Looked like a. And he was like working on it. So that's okay. So the idea was he was creating the fireworks. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, next guy. He's looking into the tube that launches the fireworks. He's face first into the fireworks. Oh. No. Okay, so don't do that. Let me see. This one now, what are we looking at here? Never. <laughs> this is my favorite one every year. Never place your head over a mortar tube. So we have a mannequin here. I feel like you don't need to go to West Point to learn. Facing that. the fireworks, which he appears to be working on in some Standing way. over. Oh! oh no! no. That's a nearly. That was like a, again. Oh! Here are a couple other voices in there. Wyatt Barmore Pooley, who does the news. had <laughs> a big crowd watching those fireworks. Greg Pancake Hill, also producer of the program. He's back there. Guy's head was eliminated in that one. <laughs> Gone. So could they know what they're doing. They're just blowing up mannequins on the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to watch, but it's working, though. It does have me thinking twice. I guess we're out here talking about it. Yeah. There's the other one where they have the, the Shining Twins setting each other on fire with, mm, with the sparklers. sparklers. Yep, yep, yep. They have, like, two little girl mannequins, and they're in, like, you know, their sundresses. Yeah. And they got their hands on fire because the sparklers, mm. they do burn super hot. So The Shining one. Twins. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. For the grand finale, we have Guy with fireworks tube. That's the thing that they use to launch the shells. So you put the shell in Those there. Those little and cannon things. Right, yeah. yeah. And he's got it on his head. And here you go. Last Hold words. my beer. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. oh, no. Oh, no. That was a nice delay reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that was a torso gone. Is gone. There was a moment of, wait, that's it? And yeah. then he exploded. He's doing good. All right. CPSC Chair Alex Hain. Sarek, I urge everyone to use care around fireworks. Please, please. Only use fireworks labeled for consumer use and always keep children far away from fireworks, including sparklers. We want everyone to have a fun and safe celebration. Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill produces this program. I'm detecting a patriotic theme today, Greg. Yeah. What's happening here with yeah. the music? So what I'll do, we did this again for, we did this once for Father's Day, and I thought we'd run with it again. I'll curate a playlist for all your 4th of July festivities. We'll debut it here, and then you can bring it to your family and friends as you get the link. But I need suggestions, though. Oh, we're taking we're I taking would requests. Love to take requests. <laughs> well, so, this one's a good one. And request line is open. This it's morning. really and this is open to interpretation, right? For you're talking freedom, just yeah, celebrating can, independence. Oh, we will learn as one. this playlist goes. I can rationalize just about anything. Okay, but Neil right Diamond. now we'll, we'll we'll lay it on pretty thick. It won't be too too deep cut yet. Won't be a stretch. Yeah, for no. any of these. Oh, we might get there, but right now, okay. 
independence or freedom themed songs, get your requests in right now. Pancake is waiting <laughs> on your call. <laughs> The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. We'll do that through the morning here. Hey, really excited to pass along the results of our most recent WTMJ Cares initiative. It was our own Sandy Max leading the charge for us this time. And so many of you stepping up and producing a new record when it comes to blood donations for the American Red Cross. WTMJ Cares, our three-day blood drive, was the biggest blood drive they've ever had at the zoo so far. They usually get about 300 units donated. Mm -hmm. Guess what? WTMJ fans stepped up and rolled up their sleeves. 318 units collected. Do you have an idea of how many people this is going to help? Well, they say one pint of blood can touch up to three lives. Mm -hmm. Now, some people need that whole pint of blood, and however that blood is used in the hospital setting... I don't know the science. I don't know the medical right, right, science. Right. But truly, if you do 318 times 3... We're somewhere in the neighborhood of helping 1,000 people. Almost 1,000 yeah. people is what I was going to say. And that's wonderful to help people who really need... Nobody's just casually using blood. You've been in an accident. You've had trauma. You're dealing with cancer. You're giving birth. All of these things... That's what blood is used for. So thanks again to everyone. I met so many nice people when I was donating blood on Monday. WTMJ fans, people who were donating for the first time, people who were just there to get Summerfest tickets. And nothing wrong with that. Glad to help you out. More than 300 pints of blood donated in just those three days thanks to Gruber Law Offices for their ongoing support of WTMJ Cares. And, of course, to all of you who answered the call once again. 544, Brandon Snide has sports coming up. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The good times keep on rolling for the Brew Crew. This is after Devin Williams came into the ninth inning as the Brewers were up a run and struck out Starling Marte to strand the bases loaded as the Brewers go on to hold on for the 3-2 victory over the Mets on Thursday night. And Williams coming back. Struck him out swinging with a changeup, and the ball game is over. 3-2 the final score, and the Brewers have taken 3 of 4 from the Mets. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as the Brewers win again in the Big Apple, as you just heard, taking 3 out of 4 in New York and currently sit at 5-2 and two on their 10-game road trip. Manager Craig Council following the game, acknowledging his team is in a good spot heading into the halfway point of the season. I mean... You know we're in this thing, and um, you know that's that's um, what you want to be. You want to be right in it, and you want to have you give yourself a shot. And we've, there's no question we've done that. The Brewers are right back at it tonight. This time in Pittsburgh to begin a three-game set. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ, beginning at 5:30. From the Diamond to the NBA, where free agency will officially get underway today, beginning at 5 p.m. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are two names who could draw some attention this summer. And James Harden has officially opted in with his player option with the Philadelphia 76ers. Day one of the U.S. Senior Open got underway at Century World in Stevens Point on Thursday as well. Rod Pamplin currently sitting atop the leaderboard at three under par. Round two will commence later this morning with a first tee time of 7 a.m. Coming up next, we'll see what Greg Pancake Hill, besides today's playlist, has cooking up in the Pancake Breakfast Special. Had to do it. 
Greg Pancake Hill produces this program, and he is uh, curating a playlist, freedom-themed today. He'll take your suggestions on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. As producer of Wisconsin's News, and Greg got his nickname Pancake because he used to work at the Pancake House on the south side. We get a lot of ideas for the show every week. Some of them make it into the rundown, and some of them don't, so we assign Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? All right, put your dukes up. Now, I've never gotten political in this segment, but today might be the day, and we possibly might have the biggest blowout in the history of this show. This one might divide us down the middle. There may be no repairing it, but this is putting the very fabric of Wisconsin's morning news at risk. But for the sake of content, it's a risk I'm willing to take. I'm scared. Now, as we know, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has officially been released as of today. And the enthusiasm of one Harrison Ford is as follows. It makes the whole uh, five movies kind of feel the right package. We, we know him from the beginning, you know, when he was about 40 years old. And we know him when he's 80 years old. So, yeah, Indiana Jones gets older. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sure, there's more to the film. Has to be more to the plot than that. Hey, that's by, all, by the way, really now I'm on it. <laughs> old Harry's review of the Sell film. big guy. So, if you were old to ask, let's say we scored an interview with Harrison Ford. If you were to ask Harrison Ford one question, what would it be? Oh, man. Yeah. It's a loaded, loaded question I just asked. I can't imagine what I would ask Harrison Ford. As you ponder that, go ahead. I, w- I would say, what movie role were you going for that you didn't get? What popular oh, like, ooh, good one. one? Doing research for this segment, I found out a lot about Harrison Ford. One that he does not have a middle name. So I was going to use his middle name. Like Harrison J. Ford. It used know, to yeah. be back in the day. And then they dropped. It was just like a Hollywood thing, oh, apparently. Wow. So anyway, there is one question that Harrison Ford gets asked by the common man more than anything else. <laughs> that question is, who would win in a fight? Indiana Jones or Han or Han so yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. that is the question I ask you all today oh. present your arguments and debate talk to me about weapons what are yeah, we are talking about weapons no? here yeah I mean you want to talk blaster versus gun I feel like that's a wash or Just whip because yeah so you you could bring the whip in like Han doesn't really have any side weapon other than a blaster. I feel like Indy is more physical. Yeah, he'd punch him out. He'd just, like, deck him. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, he's fought, like, two guys with swords at one time. Yeah. Right? He has... <laughs> True. And, but, and you think about Greedo, Han shot first. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the question he gets asked more often. Yeah. Did Han shoot first? Which he did, by yeah. the way. Actually, everybody... Fan girl right here would be like, remember, remember that one time, remember saw, the Chris I'm, Farley. Yeah, totally I'm, going, yeah. I'm going Indiana Jones. I'm, I'm saying uh, Doctor Jones would win in a fight. Doctor well, Jones. I was thinking initially whip v blaster, mm-hmm. which then sorry, right? Yeah, blaster would win. Except out, right, it right. Would, he did carry can... a gun. Pull it out of his. He would pull it out. He could yeah. get the whip out of there. Get the blaster out of his hand. Oh, whoosh. yeah, exactly. All right, so, so what are you going with? Yeah, I'm going Indiana Jones as well. Stick yeah. to your convictions. Yeah. I'm still open for arguments. 
Man, this one's hard. Brendan, you go. I, 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 I have you no have help no here. dog in this fight. Been, I have never seen an Indiana Jones movie. Or Star Wars, right? I've seen Star okay, Wars. Was Star Wars, Han okay. ever in a fist fight? I'm trying to think. All the time, yeah. He beat up that dude in, in Raiders on the uh, airplane pad, remember? That guy that was no, like that's, 20 that's times. No, that's Han. Indiana. That's not Han. Oh, Han. <laughs> Han. That one time he got that stormtrooper kept bugging him in the jungle scene there at the in Jedi. Oh, yeah. yeah. He duck, yeah. Did he ever have a real physical tangle with anyone? I'm, no, I'm, I'm Indy, so. man. Well, did yeah. he, I wonder if Ford ever even answered the question, but sorry, you yes. guys haven't finished. I'm going uh, to... Ah, just to be different, I'm going to say Han. But I'm kind of oh, leaning towards. Di- you got to believe it. Right, it's it's got to come from here, right? The yeah, gut. Yeah, Indy's Indy. Yeah. Why do I sense a curveball is coming? There is no curveball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have one this time. <laughs> I do. I do, however, have an answer to Eric's question of how Hans, uh, excuse me, Harrison Ford <laughs> actually answers this. Amongst the debate, he absolutely hates this question. Of course. Mind you, Harrison Ford a little curmudgeonly, but that's okay. He's a good sport. When asked about the question of who would win in a fight. Harrison replies, well, you know who would win? Me. (laughs) Wow. He said, I don't want to make up like that. I mean, what are you asking me that crap for? So if you ever stumble (laughs) upon one Harrison Ford, which I do know for a fact Sandy Max has come across Harrison Ford organically before, and he was very, very nice to her. That's good. At least he wasn't like Tommy Lee Jones jerk face kind of thing. So the one thing I ask you now what about Dr. Richard Kimball? Oh, <laughs> yes, my guy. Forgot about him. See, Resourceful. He wasn't part of the question originally. <laughs> he would be the best father. Yeah, he would, a, he would be the best father, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of the funniest because, right, Harrison Ford doesn't like questions of any kind. Who's the guy who played Poe Dameron? Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, he's, he's, Oscar, he's from Guatemala. Yeah, from Oscar, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar yeah. Isaac? Yes. yes, yes, yes. It, yeah. He tells Oscar a great Isaac. story about when he first met Harrison Ford, and he was trying to ingratiate himself to Ford and you know just make conversation, and he's going to be flying in Star Wars, the fighters the and whatnot, movies, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he says, so I go up to Harrison Ford because I know he's a pilot, and I want to show that I know about him and whatever. And I say, well, you're a pilot. Do you have any tips for you know how I should be flying this spacecraft you know, in Star Wars? And he said Ford's response was, well, it's space, and it's fake. So. <laughs>